Hi, I'm Estelle. I spent a decade of my life in the area of social media influence, VIP parties, and traveling the world, but it left me feeling empty, lost, and longing for something more. Now you're listening to The Purposepreneur, where I have meaningful conversations with awesome people about life, purpose, and creativity. We try to figure out who we are and what to do with our one amazing life. I hope this helps you in some way as well. Let's begin. Okay. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to welcome my first collab with a podcast. And it's none other than the Luan Luan Live podcast. Oh, yeah. So this is Singapore's top comedy podcast. Wow. (laughs) Well, even I didn't know that. (laughs) By by, by whose standard, actually? (laughs) But I'll take it. Soon, soon. Soon. Yeah, soon. soon So Lana Lai is a colloquial or a Hokkien expression of anyhow also can. Yeah. Right? Anyhow also can lah. Anyhow also can do do, content. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, And it's run by my dear friends, Sean and Joshua. And today we have their precious wives. They're beautiful, special wives Hello. making an appearance. <laughs> and we are doing a very special episode for Valentine's Day. And they are going to give me dating and marriage advice. Okay, wow. so guys, they are all younger than me. Try and I'm single and they're married. All of them are married to each other. <laughs> oh, yes. In some sense. Just to clarify. Sean and Joshua so are sometimes like an old married couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, do really, that way. but really Joshua is married to Dawn and Sean is married to Promise and yeah we're gonna have an episode on me learning as much as I can from their marriage and I hope it will help me and some people out there mm. yes very happy to be here time to spill all the tea guys mm-hmm. no pressure you're just gonna only be like role model couples after this yeah right. no pressure floodgates open <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. Yeah. So I think it's also quite fun because most of you would have not heard of these friends. So by any standards, they're like your average Singaporean couple. Lah. But Very you know what, so. guys? I have so much faith that you have incredible stories and ex- experiences and lessons to share with me. Mm. So yeah, yeah. We have faith too. In that. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can see from the vibe, today is going to be kind of casual, mm. kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. Maybe... There'll be some bad jokes, mostly mm. from Sean. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, let's get started. So yes. okay, maybe each of you can just take two minutes to share with me the story of how you met. Ding ding ding. Mm. Would Sean and Promise like to go first? Yeah, Sean. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. See, that's the dynamic we have here. Yeah. Um, He's the leader. Usually I speak first. And I'm glad too. Yeah, I love attention. Um, so usually, uh, okay, so what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the story oh, right. of how you met your how wife. We met, yes, yes, yes. We met in university. The mother of your future child. Um, uh, we, <laughs> and, and she was sitting right in front of me. You, you were, right? Yes, you were. And uh, basically, I saw a journal with like um, a Bible scripture on it and I was like I kind of attracted. I was going to say, I saw an opportunity. Oh, oh. But okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I saw an opportunity as well, as well as a Bible scripture. Um, and that kind of got me interested, I guess. Not so much as, oh, I, I need to get her to be my girlfriend or anything like that. It's more like, I'm just interested in the fact that there's uh, a Christian lady 
um, in class, which was rare at the time. Actually, I don't remember having any other Christian friends uh, in in university. So uh, yeah, so we kind of sparked off a conversation there, and that's how we met. I think. Did I miss anything out? No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very equal conversation. Within. <laughs> Josh and Don. Yeah. How um, did you first meet? So I'll, I'll go first, and then you know Don will Don will um fill in, in will fill in the blanks. And, <laughs> fill in the and important facts check because you know now a lot of fake news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are fake news. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we met when we were in high in secondary school, um, and we were I first. So I mean, I guess I first knew her as a friend when I was fifteen. Was it? That is correct. <laughs> My wife. She has a verified approved that piece of information. <laughs> um, yeah. So fifteen when we, we first met, and we're great friends, lah. You know, um, we're the same clique, same group, and hanging out quite a lot. And then you know, one thing led to another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we. I mean, I guess we got got. To be really close friends, and um, until the point, I guess when we were sixteen, we decided to date, lah. Mm. Um, and yeah, basically that's the story of how we met. We met in secondary school, and we dated for seven years before we got married. So we've been married for almost four years now. So it's been a long time, yeah. A long time. Wow. What were your first impressions of each other, <laughs> Josh, Don? Okay, I'll go first. Um, I think Josh. My first impression was him of him uh, is that he was a very douchey guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. So it wasn't love at first sight. You mean only the first impression? <laughs> <laughs> Not like the second, third, fourth, tenth, one hundred, four hundred and seventy fifth impression. <laughs> yeah, but as I got to know him a bit more, uh, you, I realized that yeah, actually he's a guy that a lot of people love, like his friends. He attracts a lot of people in school, and yeah, I guess he attracted me lah. So you gotta wow. grab him first lah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, correct. before anyone else does. Wow. How about you, Josh? <laughs> what was your first impression of Dawn? Um, yeah, I guess um, she was this like tall chick in class because I'm I'm pretty tall, right? And so you know, it's not it's not easy to find a tall girl in school in Singapore. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, you know, who's this girl who's tall? And uh, yeah, you know, I think we she had this. Um, I guess a charisma about her, you know, she didn't really care what anyone thought about her, yeah. and in that sense, it was, it was attractive to me, lah. You know, she was she was very secure of herself. Um, so yeah. Mm. Nice, strong lady, strong lady vibes. Yeah. How about you, Sean and Promise? You can go first, yeah. This time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my first impression of him was like he's really weird. Yeah. Like really weird. <laughs> that was my um, my first impression of myself. So, yeah. Well, I, I guess you're still weird, lah. But yeah, 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 yeah. My first impression would be he's really weird. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's still weird now, but I feel like we are weird together, so it's fine. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. You give me so much hope for the future. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Weird people can get married. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have hope. So so so, so the lesson so far is that f- love at first sight is not always a thing. And that mm-hmm. first impressions of the person you might end up spending a life, your whole life with is that they could be super weird. Yeah. Wow. And wow. So either you would, you, they would be a psychopath or you would get married. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. one of those two. Like yeah. either it goes either. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. everything yeah. in life is a risk. So yes. sometimes you got to step in, but <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> not when they have a knife in their hand. What's, um, your, what's your first impression or promise? 
I think I saw that she was a very strong woman as well. I guess we have similar tastes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Was she was she lifting weights? Oh. Uh, yeah. She was lifting the weight of her of her of a project group because oh. uh now now <laughs> them seem to have done anything. <laughs> so she, so in that sense, yes. Uh, and the way she presented herself uh was confident. She she didn't seem to exude any fear. Um I mean the the only context was school, la, so all I had was like project presentation. Um, yeah, and, and she seemed yeah, pretty secure of herself. I think that was the first thing that caught my attention. Nice. Yeah. I, I think the guys give very good answers. Not that we give very bad. <laughs> we, are, we, are very, we are very truthful. But yeah, we're just being honest. Yeah. So good. So it sounds like the similarities on both your sides is that you're dated for quite a long time. Like seven years for you, right? Josh and Don, and for mm. you. For us, uh, we dated. It's was a it? Test for you. <sighs> oh, dun, dun, dun. three years, three years before getting married. Oh, three years. Three years before okay. getting married, and then. So you got married pretty early, then, right after uni. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yes, that's right. So I was twenty six. She was twenty five when we got married. Oh wow. Yeah, and then we've been married for maybe six years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thereabouts. Coming seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's not abnormally young, but was that young, considerably, for your group of friends? Were you one of the first to get married? Not really, actually. I think our group of friends, a lot of them got married. Not a lot, like maybe three couples got married around the same age. Okay. Like 24, 25. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So how do you know when things are getting serious in a relationship? Mm. When he sent me an email. <laughs> <laughs> do you really send yeah. an email? Yeah, yeah, you you got to share the story. Man. You got to make it in black and white, make it official so that uh, if... If, wow. if anyone has any discrepancies thereafter, you can always ah. refer to the minutes. Got, see got what was it. Got paper trail. Got paper trail, ah. yeah. Email trail. Oh oh I actually still have the email, okay? You got CC her boss or not? <laughs> got. Got lah. And the mother ah. and the father. Ah, got also no. But I don't have her parents' uh, email at the time lah, so no choice. Yeah. What was going through your mind? Why yeah. an email? Why not yeah, like a love letter? <laughs> or like some, you know? Um. Okay, yeah. I think for me, the way I process things, if I were to process them, let's say, uh, I give her a call and I process them on the spot as I say it, it's going to be very inarticulate and not eloquent and obviously very unimpressive uh, and of course if I if I wanted to impress her well at the time I had feelings for her so I, I was hoping that she would have as well um, I figured my best bet would be not to do it over a phone call or in person because I would really screw that up because I'm, a, I'm an external processor which means right. that um, I can't process unless I'm speaking out and if I'm alone, I don't necessarily process things alone. Right. Yeah, I, I process with people all, almost all the time. Oh my gosh, the one yeah. of my friends, Sean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be external processors yeah, together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone should just talk about their thoughts and feelings, feelings that all the time. <laughs> I would love that. Except if you're a psychopath, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so uh, I decided, okay, that was the best medium for to communicate this, communicate mm. my feelings. And uh, I was able to actually process them properly, pen them, pen them out in, a, in an articulate manner. Mm. And uh, yeah, I thought, I thought also it was a benefit because personally, I like receiving emails and letters and things like that because I get time to process them rather than, oh, I'm in person with this person and I have to give an immediate response. Um, sure. I'm okay. not sure if I like you you know what I mean yeah. yeah but I think it okay so we know when you knew that you were getting serious you sent an email but how do you know in a relationship when you know when it is that turning point of when it's serious and this is someone you are 
probably going to get engaged to or propose to and get married and spend the rest of your life. Like, how do you make that decision with that turning point? Maybe you can break down that process. Like, what are you feeling? What were some of like the ticks or checks in the boxes? Or, you know, is there even a conscious list or check in the box? Mm. Or is it just like the feeling, the vibe you get from the person? Is it the number of years you spend together? Like, what helps you make those decisions? Yeah. Um, I need to think. I'm an internal processor. So okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Josh and Don. Yeah. You um, so maybe, maybe sharing from my own story, I think <clears throat> for me, how I knew Don was like the one and, you know, um, was there, there was no there was no defining moment per se where you know the, the clouds wow. the clouds open and the sun right. shined on her and you know, that kind of thing yeah mm. um, but I think you know what helped was firstly um, I think when we when our, when our parents met that kind of stuff um, we saw that um, that there was kind of a synergy with our parents that I mean not saying that everyone will have this but that was kind of like a confirmation sign to us. Like, oh, you know, our parents get along. That's a good sign. Uh, and then, you know, just going through life, you know, for us going through um, our, our diplomas, going through me being in NS and her in, in uni, this kind of rough seasons, you know, even going through the loss of my, my dad, right? And, and going through <laughs> tough times together. Um, that kind of anchors and, and helps me kind of realize, yeah, you know, this is someone that because she could, Go, she could um, be with me in these tough times mm. that um, I want to be with her because like, I know she's someone I can rely on mm. and um, it's kind of slowly in that journey that I become more sure and more and more sure that I want to be with her forever. Yeah. Oh. So good. See guys? Yeah, mm. that's the kind of answer. <laughs> that's the answer. Just oh, joking. <laughs> Sorry no, you I said mean, the bar. You know, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, but do you totally. have any turning points in your relationship? Yeah. Mm. I think like there wasn't really a turning point per mm. se but I think for me um, for me it's realising that like hey um, we graduated already also uh, and I felt like we great to start like a new season with someone that you can actually trust and someone who can lead you uh, I think in a lot of ways um, like he is very much uh, like a leader kind of thing like, like he does lead you and things and he makes decisions and move fast. Uh, bossy. <coughs> 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 yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think I think it's great to to, right. to know that like you want to spend your life with someone who is a decision maker, who is stable and can lead you in, in into places in that sense. Yeah. Um and I guess to a certain extent it's like you it's kinda like you know when you know and you don't really want to wait in mm. that sense. Like like if you're already like secure in that relationship, why would you want to wait even more years to get married, you yeah. know? Yeah, so for me, it was that at that point. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep it short. Uh, I think it's generally the values. I feel like when the values are aligned, then a lot of things um, can, can align. So yeah. it, if you want to say, oh, did we really vibe on our first date? Well, decently, I guess, but it's not really, uh, yeah, it wasn't really a case of like, you know, like, whoa, you know, we like all the same things. We talk about all the same things. Yeah, we don't. We absolutely oh. do not. Yeah. We, we like all different things anyway. But the, the common thing was that we were aligned in our values. Yeah. Mm. And I think when you're aligned with your values, then everything else just clicks into place a lot more easily. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Nice. Okay. In reverse, right? Have you guys ever dated any people, anyone else? 
and it made you go, okay, I do not want to spend my life with this person. Has that happened for any of you? Well, um, I, 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 the first girl I dated, I married, so I don't have any stories. About <laughs> <laughs> maybe Dawn. Yeah, maybe Dawn. This is like that kind of fairy tale, happily ever after Disney movie, yeah. you know? Once very in a PC, billion type of thing. Very PC. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I'm quite useless. In <laughs> Let you know. <laughs> well, I think kind of similar to Josh. I did have a boyfriend before that, but I was 14. Um, but at 14 years old, even then, uh, I, I was treating that relationship very seriously. And uh, I think what I learned from that is uh, we were quarreling a lot, me and the, the ex. So um, that is definitely something that, you know, is a red flag, like, I won't be able to live with this forever. So, yeah. And I was only 14, so. <laughs> well, that's a really great point. Do you think that if people are quarreling a lot in the beginning, that that reflects the rest of their relationship? Or do you think it's like you get all the quarreling out of the way, right? And then after the first one, two years, then you'll be like smooth sailing. Like, I, no, I, yeah. yeah. No. I don't think there's a one answer anyway. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't think you can ever get the the argument out of the way like never like people think that you can do that in the first two years right and then after that it's like honeymoon forever like that's a lie guys just saying <laughs> yeah because I think that as you as you grow together you get to know each other like more and then like there'll be more things that you can't agree and disagree with and you will always have that kind of conversations and I think that it's about how you manage that conversations you know like whether you want it to be heated or like it's a, a mature like discussion you know like I have I had I have I had at X, you know, like like before him, like um, mm. I think I think fighting a lot is fine, but it's how you conflict resolve, right? Um, but like if the person is always um, personally attacking you all the time, like for example, I am very clumsy, right? And and sometimes like I can walk and like, I I trip over myself or something, and then like um yeah, so the guy will be like, can walk probably or not, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe it's the tone, maybe it's the way it's being said, you know? But I think if you don't just don't feel love or like like accepted for yourself then something's very wrong you know then there will be like kind of like a clash in values that will keep coming out uh, oh dear I'm very clumsy also I promise I think I need to find a guy who's very patient <laughs> and nice yes, yes. and encouraging like oh you know you just tripped on yourself no problem yeah are you okay you, up, you know yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah so. kindness yeah, um, yeah I think so gentleness is great as well you know like just being a little bit more gentle would be helpful you know yeah, I mean, like, someone just fall down and you just scream at that person. I mean, you can leave the person up, like, I guess, before you scream at that person. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And you, Sean? No stories to share because my, my previous relationships were all in the category of what our parents would call puppy love. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like your parents are already counting down the days, la. like, okay, this one cannot make yeah, it. Yeah, we know our son like that, way yeah. too well. It's just anyhow. You know your parents do that, like, they mentally like, check or yeah. uncheck whether they yeah. want to really invest in your partners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in secondary yeah. school, like, you're competitive and you just want to get a girlfriend or whatever. And that was the reason <laughs> why. What like, kind of competitions did you sign up for? Yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> Those kinds. So, I don't know about this. Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was just all like, there was not real, yeah, intention or love, lah. To be honest, yeah. So no, no real stories. So it's all completely blah and vanilla. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's that's a red flag. You know, something yeah. is too boring. <laughs> Get out quick. You know, but then again, boring could mean stable. I have no idea. 
yeah, that's not my strong set, you know, bor- uh, right. boring stable- stableness, yeah, thing, yeah. Interesting, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, it's quite interesting to just unpack, right? Like, how do you know when's the point you get serious about someone? Like, what do you think? I mean, even if it's not from your personal experience, like, what do you think are some, some things that you, dis- you kind of want to think about before you get married to someone? Um, yeah, maybe I'll start first. I think the firstly, like I think how what Sean and Promise have, have mentioned, I think values, core values, I think those are things that should be non-negotiables um, because that kind of sets the foundation for your for your whole relationship. Right. What kind of values do you mean though? So, I mean, like, I do you like the same things? You like eating the same things or you kind of, you know, let's say if you both want to be really successful and make a lot of money, then you both decide that you are both going to work very, very hard um, or if let's say values being both want to have kids, then yeah, right. You know, things things like that, things that like you that. mentioned. Okay. So like, for example, yeah, you know, values of of what defines success, right? I think for Don and I, what we define success is not necessarily in monetary gain or monetary terms. In monetary terms, mm. um, for us, what is success in life is is wholesome family, wholesome mm. relationships, right? And yeah. so because we are aligned on that level then all the decisions we make in our lives is toward that, <coughs> excuse me, that toward that purpose and goal. Lah. And so, um, which is why we won't do anything that's outside of that value. Because if we do, then that creates conflict, right? So because we are aligned on that value, it reduces the amount of conflict. Um, same with, with anything else, lah, you know, whether it's about having children, um, what we, religious values, stuff like that, you know. So um, yeah, I think that's what, that's one thing that, I feel is very important for couples to kind of nail down at the start before they even pursue going into marriage or whatever, you know. Anything? No? Yeah, I think for me, um, family value has always been very big on my heart. And um, one indication um, as to whether or not to go serious with a person definitely has to be that your family is also supportive of the relationship and the person mm. that you are seeing. Cause uh, I mean, if that is your value, so yeah. for me it is. Um, so knowing that my parents liked Josh, that helped confirm and, and uh, kind of make me feel more secure to pursue the relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The funny thing is that when my mom first saw Sean, she's like, after like the dinner, right, with like some friends at my place, then she, she asked me to a room and she's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I tend to have that effect on everyone. <laughs> not even future spouses. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but, but I do agree that uh, sometimes your your mom and your best friend kind of know, know the best, you know? Like sometimes they see the person and they're like, uh, are you sure? Yeah, but anyway, um, I think for me, like, like just to kind of break down other than uh, values is also, I think you want to see how the person kind of like... Um, how the person is under pressure, under stress, mm-hmm. uh, how, they, uh, how they resolve conflict, how they treat their parents, their friends. Mm-hmm. I think these are very important. And, and I once heard the story about how um, someone shared about, um, even like, let's say you go on a date, right? And you watch out for how the guy or yeah. the girl like talk to the waiter uh, and waitresses. Yeah. Like, I think it shows a lot about the person, um, I don't know, belief system and, and character. I think that's really important because uh, though you see it's on the surface, but sometimes it's deeper values that is misaligned that, that you want to ad- address before you think about taking a serious step, you know? Yeah, because it's kind of like a lifelong uh, commitment, you know? Yeah, yeah. To help someone journey to be a better person, it's a lifelong commitment that you kind of don't want to back out sometimes, you know? Yeah, for me, yeah. 
So good. What 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 are some things about yourself or each other that you wish you knew before you were married? Mm. Mm. <coughs> Do we need a marriage counselor? <laughs> 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 hmm. Not really for me, actually. I, I think, I think actually for, for Sha and I, like, we were actually very honest from the very beginning. Like, we shared a lot of things um, in terms of, like, our past, um, like, our vision for the future, our plans and all that uh, before we got married, even before we got together, actually. Yeah. So, I, so, like, even when we were going for, like, um, like, preparing to get married, we realized that a lot of things people are telling us about, like, to prepare for your marriage life. Like, yeah. we already kind of know and, like, kind of, and prepared to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, so I would say actually not really. Um, yeah, not not really. Yeah. 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 Not not many surprises because uh, open book. Yeah. That's I, great. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, I I find it hard to hide things to be honest. Yeah, even if I had a secret. You yeah. uh, the you world would find out, out within yeah, within That's a week. The P, yeah. right? <laughs> That's why I can never have surprises. Like he will buy me something and then he'll be like, Oh, I bought you something as a surprise. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 think I haven't figured that out. improve your game, your, yeah, your yeah. surprise game. Surprise game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, we, we can't all be perfect, you know, so yeah. this is my, yeah. So. You, were, you were so close to being perfect. Man. Yeah, just, just this one, one thing. thing. One exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah, if not for this. Oh, well. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't have anything that, that I guess, I, I don't think um, we are anything that we, unintentionally or intentionally hid from each other until marriage. Um, so I think that when we got married, nothing was very like, even when we started living together after we got married, there wasn't anything that was like, new or, new yeah. or, or too crazy la, to adapt Shocking. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, you didn't like open the door one day at home and go like, oh my gosh, yeah. is this really the, the girl I married? <laughs> Dawn looks like that. What? <laughs> you yeah. sound yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> So what you're saying is that what you see is what you get, lah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you guys were very real from the beginning. Like you were very honest from the beginning. Mm. Sounds like also you had quite a bit of self awareness. So there's not like wow any huge kind of changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think what really helped also was um the marriage preparation that we went through. Uh, whereby where they asked us questions and get us to talk about things that, you know, that would arise after we get mm. married. And uh, that really helped because it just set the expectation uh, for the, for living together and mm. for being just married. Just practical things. Yeah. Right? yeah. Practical things because that's where most conflicts kind of arise from. Right. So, yeah, like finances, how are you going to manage it? Um, how much time are you going to spend with your family? Yeah, Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh yeah, my gosh, guys. I need to sign up for that, but I'm single. Can you just be like me and this like vague future partner? <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm signing up for two. It's just uh, me. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll, uh, they'll enroll you. I mean, they'll yeah, I know. You. Probably yeah. not, but, but though. We can do this now, like, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Come for a few. Yeah. Interrogate <laughs> me about my life. You. <laughs> maybe yeah. offline. Okay, so. Okay, yeah, I guess maybe it's a bit of a rare thing, but yeah, I mean, I think for me personally, right, I went, I've been going through quite a self-awareness journey mm. and I'm glad I haven't gotten married or gotten into a serious relationship because if not, like you say, once you're married, a lot of the stuff comes out, right? And then mm. that's where a lot of conflict happens. Mm. Yeah. How, how do you guys solve or 
resolve some of the differences and conflicts that you've had in the past? Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe I mean we can share about uh, example that we we had, um, which was the decision to uh, of, of when to have children, right? Mm. Uh, I think for where the conflict was was more of um, I felt like I wasn't ready. While Dawn was uh, was ready, lah, you know she wanna have kids soon, um, and so the way I guess the I mean Dawn, please add on later on, but I think the the way we we went about it was more of because um, it's, it's opposing views, right? opposing uh, sentiments, right? Mm. Uh, but I think what helped us a lot was more to listen rather than like you know defend your your your, your standpoint mm. defend your position yeah. mm, i think that's wow. what a lot of couples do it's like mm. i want to convince you that i'm right yeah uh, which which doesn't work lah yeah. right, yeah. in, yeah. in a relationship right so i think what helped was that i mean in all the conversations that we had about this i mean there were times where we cried where we were upset mm. but it wasn't it wasn't very heated or or, or it didn't blow up because the the the, the foundation was that okay we're going to listen to each other hear what everyone is saying uh, and just talk about it lah, you know and, and try to have um, pragmatic steps taken to reach a resolution right you maybe you want to talk about yeah, yeah. so I, I think this was one of the issues that um, when we attended a, a marriage counseling session uh, the counselor called it a gridlock situation whereby you both just are at a crossroads and you just cannot move because mm it's not one of those things where you can just compromise and look past. Yeah. You know, it's a huge uh, decision. Um, for me, it felt like one of those things where I can't be like, okay, it's fine. Like, you know, I'll just let you take your time to be ready. Um, and for him, it's not like something he could just, it's fine, I'll just go ahead and do it and, mm. and you know, um, deal with whatever consequences later. Mm. So, um, I have, that session really helped a lot because um, Basically, yeah, so what he was telling us, the counselor was telling us was firstly to be able to listen to each other, why we want what we want, um, but also to, on our own, reflect on why we are where we are at. So for example, for me, um, why did I really want to have kids at that point of time? And um, are there any other things that God is calling me to do at that point in time mm. to focus on rather than uh, just be like, oh, this is my plan to have kids at this age and I want it now and I want it this way. Mm. Um, and then same for Josh, like the, the, the counselor said to him, you know, like think about why are you not ready yet? Is it going to be something that is a tangible whereby you, you get this goal, you attain this goal and then you, you kind of um, will be ready or is it something bigger than that? Mm. Like, you know, is mm. it the fear? Is it stem, uh, does it come from a place of fear or, or you know, whatever reasons? Um, so yeah, that, that really helped. So uh, what helped us uh, resolve the conflicts really just, uh, I think first of all, help, seeking help from somebody mm. who, you know, after talking to each other, we, we are not able to resolve it, um, but the counsellor really helped. And uh, yeah, I think just being open to um, things not going the way it's planned, you're, you're, you planned in your head. Mm. Yeah, I think that helps as well. Wow, mm. uh, it's really interesting because you mentioned the marriage counselor quite a few times, and you know premarital counseling, and not everyone may have that sort of, I would say, luxury or that sort of service or the experience, right? 
do you think it was really instrumental in your journey? Is that something you would recommend to people? And what if someone doesn't have a mediator, like a professional mediator? Would, let's say, a family member be a good stand-in instead mm-hmm. Yeah, for conflicts or whether it's questions or just differences? Yeah. I would say that that one session, it really was just one session. And right after we went through it, we just felt such a change in the relationship. Uh, I believe he agrees as well. Um, yeah, but I'm sure not everybody you know, has the luxury to be able to see a, a Do you counselor. have to pay for it? Yeah, we did. Okay. So we, we did so 100% pay. worth it. Lah. Super. Yeah, I, I would say see it as an investment to your right. life. Exactly. Um, you know, like don't buy so much bubble tea. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> and have a better marriage, right? Yeah. Which money can't buy. Yeah. Um yeah, but I mean if if that's not an option, I, I would say find somebody you can trust and somebody who's objective. Yeah. Um not just like my mom or my dad, because probably they would see things in my view because yeah. Um, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so importantly to find somebody who can be objective mm. and who's mature enough, I guess, to handle this situation. Yeah, so good. Yeah, just to quickly add on, I think a lot of people um, go for counseling. I uh, think of marriage counseling as, oh, it's something that happens when it's, we're at the brink of divorce, right? Yeah. But actually, I think, like how every, every year you go for a health checkup uh, or every few years, mm-hmm. like I think marriage counseling it, um, is a good way to just check in uh, with your, your marriage, uh, the health of your marriage, right? And, and, um, what counseling does not just it doesn't just help you to repair things that are broken, but it also gives you tools la, for yeah. the future, tools or handles of how to uh, uh, com- resolve conflicts. Um, you know, even kind of uh, uh, help you check your 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 what do you call it? Uh, help you to communicate. Helps you to you know see your 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 areas that you don't necessarily see. Yeah, like your blind spots. Blind spots. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Blind spots. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm. yeah. Do you feel like you had a lot more blind spots or things you didn't know about yourself come up during marriage? I think yes. <laughs> Who is um, this person? Yeah, well, I'm, as you know, I'm an external processor, so I'm, right. I'm literally processing right now. Um, I think yes. And the fact that I'm an external processor is one of the things that came up. Mm. That uh, that potentially re- and did result in in some conflicts. For right. example, if we were dis- if we were discussing something, uh, whether it's something mundane like where to eat or something uh, big like you know career change or whatever, and then um, the before before she yeah. she was before it had I guess established in her mind that I was an external processor, even in my own mind. Right. Um, I was just I would externally process I would, or we could eat here or we could eat there or we could eat there I can tell uh, that yeah. from our WhatsApp chat today Sean yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I was like hey guys what do you think oh let's do this oh let's do that yeah. hey guys <laughs> and, and I'm just processing hello, hello anyone there <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. she would think like oh like why am I either either why am I so indecisive or sure. um, and, yeah like yeah just fickle minded I guess yeah and and so ended up, we realized, oh, I was just processing. I have not even decided on any of them. Right. Uh, I named five potential jobs I could take in the future, for example. And then right. she would think like, either I want all of them or I want none of them. I don't know what I want, you know. Oh my gosh, but, Sean. But, you're like yeah. the me, the twin. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think so. And, and 
once we once we decide well once we realize that I was right. an external processor yeah. that helped so much helped her so much and I'll let her share a bit more about that yeah, yeah. How, how did that realization um I, I think it helps because um, then I know that he's processing and he's not giving me answers because I'm internal processor right so a lot of times when I say something I've already thought about it and like when let's say I say I feel like eating um, prata today I mean I want to eat prata because I thought about it and I, I wanted to eat prata but for him it's like I'm just listing it out you know yeah so so nowadays like I mean even like years ago like I would say okay so are you processing now or are you telling me what you want? Yeah, so if he's processing, then I just let him like talk on his own and he'll just like, like, okay, let's decide on this. I would have a decision. Yeah. 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 I think one, one great lesson from, from this whole thing is um, clarity and communication. I know it's, it's cliche, it's, you know, it's a byword, right? But, um, but I think generally uh, we don't communicate enough and I think sometimes it's better to over communicate. Uh, it's better to give the other person more to go on than than less, or yeah. you know. Um, so whether it's in terms of okay, are you externally processing now, or are you deciding, or like uh, when she's when she's upset, then I might ask, you know, do you need a solution now, or do you just need some space, or do you need me to um, kind of help you uh, process your emotions, you know? Yeah. So so then I know exactly what to do because I'm pretty dull, honestly. She can tell she can vouch for that. I think anyone can vouch for that. Um, so I can't really tell where she's at emotionally. And I know many guys may have this problem, yeah. but I don't know. I, I'm just saying that because I'm hoping I'm not alone. Um, so we I, I don't normally know what's the best thing to do, the best way to respond. A hug, sometimes it's a hug, sometimes it's an answer, sometimes it's a prayer, you know, it could be anything. So just simply ask. Sometimes I just have to ask. Right. And I think it works, right? Yeah, and I just also wanted to add on to what he's saying. Like, I feel like sometimes the almost like the societal norm is that like people will say like you dated so long you should know what, yeah. right? And I think that that is such a bad thing to say because like um, what do you mean by you should know? Like, where is the instruction manual, right? Yeah. Like, have I missed out something? Um, that's why I feel like communication and, and values are important because at right. the end of the day, like, there's no shame in saying that hey, this is what I need now. I need a hug or like. I need you give me space, you know, just being able to, to verbalize that yeah. and help the other person know you better yeah. instead of assuming that you should know me better by now, you know. Yeah. So I think that's really unhealthy. So I think like disclaimer really helped the relationship. Um, so a lot of times he will ask me things or I ask him things and then we will say what we want so that we can move on, you know. I think that helps. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Last thing. So, so good. unspoken expectations are not expectations yeah. is what I'm wow. trying to say. Yeah. So if you expect something, make sure you communicate it. If you didn't communicate it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And yeah. don't expect anyone to know it. Yeah. I was really going to ask about expectations, right? Mm. Because, okay, I don't know if it's just a girl thing, but, you know, it's always that thing where, yeah, you should know I, I, w I want bubble tea. You should have bought for me on your way to my home, you know? And then I, my friend told me about this relationship literally where the crisis during circuit breaker was my boyfriend didn't like, you know, send bubble tea to my house. He should know how much I love this and he should have like come up with this whole plan to surprise me every day with bubble tea, you know? So, so there are these expectations we have of people. Um, how did you deal with expectations in your marriage? Do you just really have no expectations or low expectations or do you just always put the person before yourself or do you just communicate? Like, I mean, you, you did mention communication, but like how did you right, navigate like expectations in relationships. 
yeah. they look so chilled out yeah. and they are like I love you honey we have like the most perfect marriage ever yeah, yeah I mean it's it's tough to actually answer all these questions because our relationships are so perfect yeah. it's like I'm just trying to think of an answer now <laughs> Um, I, I think I think initially in our relationship, yeah, you know, these expectations, these, sorry, these this unspoken expectations were were there. Mm. Um, I think, like Sean and Promise mentioned, really what we did was just communicate, lah. You know, even if it was a, if if it was a unmet expectation, mm. like uh, I mm, think yeah. the 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 norm is just to get upset and like like you say, you know, he should have known what, right? But yeah. I think. What we've learned to develop is just to be commu- just to communicate, lah. And even if she's upset, um, I think a lot of what a lot of, a lot of guys and maybe girls do is they they straight away go into defensive mode. Yeah. Like, yeah. but why why you expect me buy bubble tea? I'm I'm so tired after work. You know, I can't carry this bubble tea because it's so heavy. I don't know <laughs> whatever nonsense excuse you give, right? Um, so a lot of, a lot of people go into defensive mode. Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't help the situation at all. Mm. Um. So I think what we develop is just to really, I mean, like I said earlier, just to really listen yeah. and be and apologize. Right? I mean, if there was something that I didn't do, um, you know, that, that, that kind of made you feel unloved, then I'm sorry and I'll learn from it and, and just move on and, and try to make it up also to, to the other party. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think key, the key thing is just to, to apologize, I mean, to communicate and, um, and use that and learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, add that into the SOP basically is is what it means to me. Add yeah. that into the instruction manual. Yeah. yeah, can I also just say like to add to what Josh was saying, like I think it's one thing to communicate and one thing to have effective communication, right? Right. Like I think uh is saying like let like me say unspoken expectation is not an expectation, right? So like oh, of the day. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. So 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 even if you state your expectation, I think it's it's it helps the relationship if you say something like um like, uh, it would be, be great if you get me a bubble tea because I'm feeling really tired today and I will feel really loved if I have a bubble tea, right? So in that sense, what I'm saying is that when you say your expectation, you help the person understand how that makes you feel. And I'm sure if the person loves you, he wants to do something that makes you feel loved as well, right? So it doesn't seem like you are an unreasonable person, but like, I'm helping you to understand that when you did this thing, it, it helps me feel love, you know? Because we all feel love differently, you know? And I think... In that sense, that's what I meant by communicating your expectation uh, in a very realistic and, and reasonable way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really helpful. That's really good, yeah. yeah. You know, it just made me think of something I experienced, right? Mm. So when I went to US for a conference, I got linked up with this couple, uh, which mm. is a Singaporean lady who married an American that she met at Bethel School. Mm. And I stayed with them for a few days. But prior to that, I didn't know them at all. And it completely changed my life just staying with them for like four days or five days because there was zero strife. Like there was zero, not that they didn't have conflict, but they did not nitpick at each other. Mm. And I had not been used to that because I think the Asian environments are generally a bit more like, like very, very like, ah yeah, you should have done this, shame like, on you. Like lizard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm so used to, you know, thinking that that was what relationships were yeah. like, but then I was exposed to a mm. new level of living, like really, yeah. mm. well, new level achievement unlocked, right? right? Mm. Wow. And there was, I remember a specific incident the husband made himself like a, a, a drink or something, like a hot drink. And then the wife saw it and said, oh, 
I would like one too, honey. And he goes, oh, would you like one? Sure, I'll make one for you. And he, she just goes, thank you. And I'm like, I was thinking in a, in a lot of Asian relationships that I was in mm. or, or that I, I knew of, I felt like it would be a lot more drama. Like, hey, see lah, you make for yourself. You only think about yourself. Whoa. Yeah, like, oh. like, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that yeah. was naturally what I expected. And the fact mm. that all the interactions were like, sure, no problem. Thanks, honey. You know, it wasn't an Angmo thing. I think it was just, I mean, because she's a Singaporean lady, right? But, yeah. but this uh, lady, Charity, and her husband, Gabriel, it really changed my life. Mm. Um, just seeing how they did relationships. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's so powerful. So sometimes when we think about like the people we're surrounded with mm. and, and, you know, how their relationships uh, also affect how we see relationships. Mm. Like if we grow up in, right, we all have our quirks in our family. Like no families are perfect. And of course, we, we appreciate our parents, but it's also to understand how much our parents' behavior shapes us and mm. shapes how we think about ourselves and about relationships. I think that's something also I've been more aware of. I think mm. I'm still f- still in the process of figuring it out. Lah. But I realized, okay, the fact that my dad also does everything, you know, for like the family, it kind of also sets your expectation mm-hmm. very high. Yeah, and we always yeah. have this joke, you know, it's like my dad is sets the benchmark so high. It's very hard to find mm. a guy that would, would meet that sort of standard, you know, because he's like, he can, he can, fix everything he can cook he's always loving people serving people he was like CEO as well he works very hard you know, so he's oh, like he's just everyone's like you have like the best of you. the best yeah. dad in the world <laughs> you know or like yeah. always tell my mom like you have like the best husband in the world mm. of course it's not me to say they're perfect mm. yeah. but I think it's just remembering also like yeah how the good things and the bad things. So I'll say good mm. or bad, but okay, healthy or unhealthy way people do mm. relationships around us also yeah. do affect how then we perceive relationships. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that gives me an idea for a re- reality show. Ooh. Like just put CCTV all around our house and then like let people see how we do relationships. <laughs> <laughs> like seeing as how it yeah. helped you so much. Yeah. Like maybe it'll help a lot of people. Yeah. To see how it's Someone done. should sponsor us a villa and then yeah. we can stay there for a while. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, us yeah. together. Uh, Bali, please. Um, where do I sign up? Yeah. yeah. But you know, maybe just like not John, Don and Josh because they seem super chilled out and there's like zero <laughs> conflict. You know, reality TV shows. They're actually quite boring. Uh. I think yeah. we watch us. No, I, I, think, I think that's the, the point. Oh, no, no. Not that there's zero conflict. I think it's that there's healthy conflict resolution. Right. Which mm. is boring and not drama, which won't make money. Right. So this is not going to happen. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but it was but it was worth uh, right? talking. Yeah. Okay. But it will help Singapore population. You know, like if yeah, yeah. married have kids. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah true. <laughs> yeah. Sponsors. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we are so pro government. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. So speaking yeah. of healthy and unhealthy, what do you think are some healthy on? or unhealthy habits in a relationship or yeah in dating or in marriage is in our own relationship anything like that general, yeah general. anything that that, that maybe you might have learned in one healthy and one unhealthy yeah oh. yeah I think I can go first mm. um I think one healthy habit is to always um acknowledge and appreciate uh mm. each other so even in the little things, uh, it doesn't hurt to just appreciate because I feel like that encourages that behavior more. Mm. 
that's true. As opposed to why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing this? But rather, like like how you train a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. Exactly. Treats, exactly. You know, roll over. Sit. So I think yeah. in our house, like we, we do a lot of thanks for doing the laundry, thanks for doing dishes, mm. yeah. thanks for, you know, folding the clothes, yeah. uh, even though it's kind of expected in a sense, but you know, it's still um, an effort that the other person has uh, done that we should just acknowledge. And, and it's something that yeah. I think is, is just a good um, culture to mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have one healthy and unhealthy yeah. thing to highlight, I guess. Um, Healthy, uh, kind of related. The it's the little things that matter, and I again another cliche, but it's a cliche because it it it's true, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, you yeah sure you may buy your your spouse a a car or whatever. <gasps> You're buying but promise honestly, a car? Congrats, yeah. promise. Go, go get your license first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you car so A hypothetical car. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, and, and versus um, every every time you pass her by, you give her a peck on the cheek or you pat her head or something. You know, I think that the latter, like a pet, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but the latter would, I think would be of more value than right. getting her a car once a year. You know what I mean? And then you don't give her that affection you know along the way each day and, right. and the I love you I love you so so the little things kind of just try and like for lack of a better word outdo one another in love kind of thing yeah. you know like I'm trying to how far can I go in loving this person you know I'm trying to outdo her oh she loves me this much if you treat it like a competition well I'm quite a competitive yeah. person then think of it as, as that if you want then then be like you know she loved me this much I'm gonna love her 10 times more you know whatever mm-hmm. so, so that's one healthy um, thing I think um, unhealthy, I think, is uh, putting yourself before the other person. Again, <laughs> a cliche thing, because but it's because it's true. Uh, when you when you're married, you're not in a marriage for yourself. You're in a marriage because you're ready to give and be generous and sacrifice. You're not in a marriage to feel complete. If you don't feel complete before marriage, um, don't get married. You're not ready for it. Wow. Yeah, you know, like you got to be whole. You mean marriage is not going to make me happy? Oh, not at all. Oh my gosh. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Revelation. I know. Yeah. That's so, like every girl, right? Wanting to get married because they think they'll be happier. Yeah. I mean, it's we, not even true. if it's they say that, that even we, yeah, even if they don't say it, I mm-hmm. think that a lot of girls secretly believe that. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's the the truth. It doesn't work and it does it that way, and it's a lie. So don't believe that. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't put. Uh, yeah. So the unhealthy habit of putting yourself before the other person. Don't do that. Just it kind of relate, right. relates, right? I'll do the uh, your, I'll do one another in love. Yeah. So I think that's. So Sean, were you? That means you were very happy already before marrying Promise, and then you just got happier, lah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I wasn't even looking for someone, right, honestly. Right. I would have been okay not getting married. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then she she dropped from heaven and oh, the skies open and the choir, the choirs of angels sung so and drama. the stars aligned. <laughs> we can see who's yeah. the dreamer here, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's my... Yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think one unhealthy uh, habits rising uh is assumption. Like, I, I really mm. think that like once you start assuming things and asking starting your question with why, it, it, it always ends badly. That's like, so why I always say like don't start with saying why. So for example like why do you put the cup there? 
Like, it just sounds so like I'm accusing you and assuming yeah. something is bad. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. maybe a better way. Yeah, even even if like they just happen to put it there, like, you could ask like, oh, um, why is this cup being here? Like, is there a way I can... Oh, you just ask it again. Yeah, no, no, as in changing the way, like, is that why you ask, is like, what? 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 Oh, like, okay. what is the cup oh, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, is there a reason? Can I move it? So, so in a way, you are not jumping to conclusion that the person did something wrong and I'm accusing the person, right? Um, but I'm not assuming, but I'm giving the benefit of the, like, so, so accusing and, like, assumption is a bad habit. Yeah, then Actually, the, that's yeah. a really good point. I never thought about it, but starting a question with why, yeah. or why didn't you, or why yeah. don't you, sounds yeah. very judgmental okay. straight away. Yeah. 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 yeah, which is the opposite of, and it straight away puts a defense, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like you said, it does imply assumptions. So, okay. Mm. Great points. Don't start your question, <laughs> your your conversations with really your why? loved ones with why, yeah. even your family members, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In any relationship. Oh. Unless, it's, unless it's like, why are you so good looking? Or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All your fault, huh? Yeah. I blame you for being so good looking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah really I, I think then the, the healthy habit would be um to. Uh, there's a few in my mind, so I'm trying to like find out which one is better. Because you are Share the wisdom, man. Yeah. I think, I think um, because he talks about how we are quite competitive, like. So like you want to outdo each other in love, right? But I think one way is also to be the first one to forgive or to say sorry. Yeah, so we have this thing like if you upset one another, we will take time apart and then the first one who say I'm sorry or like, forgive each other, we win. Like there's no price lah, but we just win lah. I guess the price is a healthier marriage maybe, you know? Yeah, so, so I, th- I think that and, and, and another thing I was thinking about is um, being gentle in speech. Um, just just a quick example like one time like we were because I, like, I run my business right then we were at a, a flea market and there's no wifi so then I have a lot of data on my phone so like Sean was like hey uh, can I borrow your phone for the wifi and so he asked nicely and then like one of our friends he, he looked at us and he's like hey why are you so polite your wife like, just take lah don't you ask you know yeah and then like a lot of our friends always say that to us like we, we are very polite to each other but I, I feel like that's, that's not a lack of love that's more because we love each other, we want to speak in love, lah. You know, we don't have to like be rude, and we can be kind and gentle. Yeah, that's one good habit. Habit, lah. I think it's good to have. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, super random thought. Yeah. I just wondered. I think I'm very curious. Like, you know, speaking of him borrowing your phone to borrow the Wi-Fi and asking for your permission. Yeah. Uh, you know, was there a point in your relationship where? y'all decided it's okay to look at each other's emails and phones? Um, do you think it's healthy or unhealthy to want to see each other's phones? Or do you think that, you know, yeah, for example, being married, you should be sharing all your accounts and there should be no secrets. Yeah, yeah. you should share toothbrush also. <laughs> no, no, never. Share underwear. <laughs> yeah, share bra also. No, like, I think it's so interesting, right? Cards, huh? quite busty. Hey, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You just butchered her. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Get it off. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's like promise is like scrolling on Instagram and you look over at her phone and you see who she's scrolling, who she's talking to. You know? I think like, there wasn't a point where we decide that we can, but because because there wasn't a point where we decide we cannot. Right? Um, I I think for me, I would say this, um, if you have to check or look at your, your partner's phone, it says a lot more about you than the other person. Yeah. 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 So I think then there is a red flag for yourself to kind of check yourself instead of, of doing that. Of blaming the other person. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we are really open in that 
um, each other's faces are each other's face IDs on our phone. So basically, okay. we can we everything is completely open. Right. And um, I mean, okay, I don't feel the need to check her emails or anything. I think vice versa. Um, and also, you know, as as I shared before, I don't know how to hide things anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> if if anything's happening, she'll know like that, right? So uh, no point hiding. And the whole world, uh. And the whole yeah. world, yeah. <laughs> I'll just tell her on Facebook. I'm struggling with this, guys. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I think um, a good thing to do is to not live a hidden life, lah, behind your spouse, like it. If you feel the need to hide anything, why? Why do you feel the need to do that? Yeah. It's obviously you're doing something behind their backs or something illicit, lah, right? Yeah. So if you don't live that kind of life, then whoever check your phone, whoever check your email, doesn't really matter. Lah. I mean, as in not whoever, right? If your spouse checks your email or whatever, there's nothing to hide, lah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Sorry, last last point before we move on to Josh and all. So, uh, I think it's also. I think we are a huge believer of like how. Uh, you reap what you sow, right? So if I'm if I'm sowing like dishonestly and I'm trying to hide things from from my partner, then there is what I'm gonna reap, lah. You know, yeah. So so I guess again, like lies. I'm saying back to yourself. What what are your values and what how do you want things to be like? And therefore, what you do onto others in that sense. Yeah. So I think for us, we are like, really open. So yeah. Yeah. And we and if I have struggles or whatever that need hide, you know, maybe some others might feel. Need to be hidden. Um, I would just tell her. So, so we, yeah, yeah. Again, hard to keep a secret, and and you know, we just to support one another Like right. it's it's these are natural things. Struggles are natural, and temptations are everywhere, and things like that. So, yeah, it's just gotta be open about it. I guess. Yeah, I mean that actually kind of reminds me of my own past, right? So when I was younger, um. I was super jealous. Like I was one of those batshit crazy jealous women, you know? Like, you know how I met your mother? Was that how I met your mother? You know, they have that, that, yeah, that hot, like, yeah, like, hot I mean, the hot crazy yeah. scale. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm not so hot, but I was like super on the crazy scale for sure. And I was always like trying to check all my boyfriend's you know, like mm. social media or like phone and emails and just looking for evidence of, yeah, for me not to trust them. Mm. And yeah, now looking back, of course, I see that it was more of like you say, like it's more about yourself than about yeah. the person, you know, because I had trust issues and mm. I was really insecure and I, yeah, and I wasn't managing my emotions well. So I think I've just been on this journey also of growing. Mm. And now when I look back, I'm like, okay, I will probably not do that again, right? I mean, mm. Yeah, I think it's just a lot about awareness or so and being able to look at ourselves to be like, okay, why do I feel that way? Why do I always feel like that person's going to cheat on me? Mm. And in fact, sometimes it's a self-perpetuating cycle, right? Yeah, because yeah. actually the person would have been perfectly loyal and fine, but it's almost like your belief um, really reaps the action, yeah. right? Like you say what you sow, you reap. So if you always accuse someone of cheating on you and then when you finally like have that happen, it might not actually be that person's fault because you always believe that yeah. people are going to cheat on you yeah. and you will tend to have that happen to you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just a yeah. thought. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a cognitive uh, behavioral therapy kind of, kind of thing as well. Like, like your belief leads to action. Actually, yeah. the results, re result leads to belief, right? So like you say, yeah. you believe that he's cheating and then you, you find all ways to kind of figure it out and then it leads to, yeah, he's cheating and then the result enforces that belief and it becomes a very bad cycle. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. CBT guys, yeah, you have a CBT yeah, yeah. dating lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think whatever short and promise I've said, basically we are aligned on that front. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, 
um, Josh and Don, you know, like, so Josh, you have shared before also about your struggle with anxiety. And, you know, I was wondering, how did that affect you? How did that affect your marriage, your relationship, whether before or after getting married? Yeah, and how did you guys navigate through, yeah, Josh battling anxiety? Yeah, I think, the, so the context is, yeah, I, I suffered um, with depression, anxiety for um, about, let's, I don't know, um, three, since 2014? No lah. Yeah, since 2014. And um, I mean, many factors. The loss of my dad. Um, yeah, you know, going through stressful situations. So I think, um, and the thing about anxiety, it doesn't go away straight away. Right? Mm. It, it comes and goes. Um, I, I do better with it sometimes, just not as much. And I think for me, what helped, um, what, what hardly, I don't think it affected our relationship that much in the sense that it didn't create a drift um, or anything of that sort. It actually, I think for me, it, it helped me understand myself better, but I think it, it also revealed a, a facet of my, my, my emotions and my soul to Dawn that I could perhaps not otherwise reveal. Uh, you know, it showed a different side of me like, that, that ideal, I also didn't know was there. So I think that also in that whole season of, of struggle and, and, um, and, and pain, I think it also um, allowed me to, I guess there was a, the deeper intimacy between Don and I, mm-hmm. uh, emotionally. Um, yeah, Don, you wanna? Yeah, I think um, for me, it just was a season of um, just really learning how to be empathetic. Uh, that wasn't, I guess that's not something that I uh, was very strong in. And uh, I think growing up as a person who is mentally stronger, uh, I never really got like people who have anxiety because I'm just like, you know, just snap out of it. Like, okay, I'm one of those people. <laughs> oh, you're one of them. You're <laughs> like a Sean. Who's yeah. like, okay, yeah, I understand. You know, you feel nervous, yeah. you feel whatever, but you just kind of like tell yourself that you can do it and then you can do it, you know, mind over matter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My mom is like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I'm one of those people who never really got like, you know, how it really feels to be going through, you know, uh, depression and anxiety. So watching him go through it uh, taught me a lot. Mm. And um, also, it just taught me to be um, just more supportive and and also just trusting God in mm. in the whole uh, situation. And uh, yeah, I I think it was a struggle. Uh, it definitely was a struggle in our relationship. Um, so we don't really like have a lot of quarrels and conflicts, but this was one area that that really uh, tested our relationship. I felt because it just felt like a never ending uh, roller coaster. Mm. You know. Like he'll be better, and then maybe the next few weeks or something, like he'll kind of go down, and mm. and I kind of like don't have nothing. There's nothing that I can do mm. other than to just be there and to encourage. Mm. Um, but sometimes you know it doesn't yield results immediately. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get happy the next moment, so that that's frustrating. But uh, yeah, that also taught me patience, mm. Yeah, and I think what uh, also got us through that is uh having friends uh, around, uh, support around the community, uh, supporting us really was a uh, key in, in that. La. So I think in order to have a happy marriage, you need friends, you need community to, to support you through it. Yeah, and I, I remember um, just the day before that marriage counseling session that we had, I was at my breaking point. That was during the COVID period, uh, during our lockdown period. So 
we were at home and uh, there was literally no one to be with us physically uh, and to, to encourage him. And I think that was just kind of like taking a toll on his mental health. And uh, yeah, and, and I was just like telling God, God, like if you don't do something now, I, I can't take it anymore. Like I'm just so tired and I'm just at my end, you know. Um, and the next day it was the marriage counselling and that really just turned everything around mm. and so thankful for God's timing in that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I thank you so much for those yeah, heartfelt, honest moments. I mean, what I'm also hearing from you is like you're saying that when you reach your breaking point, sometimes it also causes you to just, yeah, like, like really cry out in despair and, you know, do you think that it's also because or do you think that it's because sometimes we want something to be fixed and is it because you're not able to fix a situation like that? Yeah, or there's no control over a situation like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah How did it make you feel? Definitely, it's, it's one of those situations where you can't control. Uh, for example, if you were in a conflict and you did something wrong and you apologize and you try to make amends, that would kind of help you like resolve resolve it yeah, yeah. But, but in this situation it's like it wasn't my fault uh, there was nothing that I did to cause it right neither is there anything that I can so therefore there's nothing I can do to fix it, fix it. Mm. yeah so the only thing I can do is to just go through it wow which is the hardest thing yeah. but uh, hashtag process <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't I, I think you don't just go through it, you grow through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for that. Uh, looking back right now, I'm thankful for that season because I think that really strengthened um, our relationship and even myself as a person. Like God just really used that situation to, you know, just mold my character and make me a better person. Yeah. 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 Do you do you think that do you think that, do you have any advice for people who are in relationships or who have loved ones that are going through mental health or, yeah, or, or challenges of anxiety, depression? Is there any advice you would have for them? Sorry, so you're saying for the, for the people who are having loved ones yes. who are going through it? Correct. Um, well, I think firstly is um, know that it's not your responsibility to make them feel better because mm, yeah. they are going through their own journey. Um, so when they feel bad, it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, and that's very important because otherwise you would also fall into depression and anxiety. You know, that's a very slippery slope. Um, secondly, uh, yeah, have support. Have people you can talk to that is not hey, uh, your, your, your partner. Mm. Um, because um, yeah, we, we all just need uh, to be able to process our thoughts sometimes and, and although telling someone might not have any uh, tangible or, or any real effects at that moment but uh, I guess it just helps to take off the emotional stress of you so that, yeah. that is definitely something that uh, you should do mm. yeah right. so definitely ask for help reach out yeah don't carry the burden yourself yeah, get community around you. So good. Yeah. Do you guys have anything that drives you crazy? Drive, drives you crazy about your spouse, but you also kind of like accepted it. Oh, it can drive you crazy in a bad way. Lah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is there anything Not that like you're... you drive me crazy. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything your partner does that oh, drives sure you I crazy? 
but you're oh, like, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, she doesn't close the drawers that she opens <laughs> many, many times. Uh, you know, not switching off the light switch after leaving the room, uh, leaving the key on the lock, you know, after opening. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why sometimes, like, like as they say, we are an old couple. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, hanging out the towel in a messy way, like it's it's all crumpled. So how do you you need you need to maximize the exposed surface area to get it evaporated <laughs> as quickly as possible, right? right? So it's just all crumpled in one corner. Like how do you how do you dry your towel like that? Uh, yeah, let I me mean, just to name a few. Understand. Yeah, but I've accepted yeah. and I've. I close all her drawers. I fix all her towels right. and uh, off turn off all the light switches. Right. So love you, honey. Yeah. Don't yell, la, Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, sometimes you just got certain things. There's two small battles to fight. Just, just fix it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, now I sound like a really horrible person. No, no, no. <laughs> but these things are not even integral yeah, to a relationship. Yeah, I'm sure that's bad. Okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think for me, um. Drives me crazy. Maybe the fact that he nags a lot more, <laughs> and then uh, my mom. I don't know. Like, cause I think um growing up, I was I was quite an independent child, so like I don't really need help from my parents much, and I'm always on my own quite a lot. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there are times where I don't off the lights, but to me, it's like. I'm gonna go out there uh, later anyway, you know, so I don't have to on and off. But to him, it's like you have to switch off every time you leave some, some place, you know. Uh, yeah, so like he, he kind of nags at me quite a bit, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it. I mean, I'd rather have him there nagging at me than like when he's like, like in reservice, and I'm like, oh, no one's nagging at me, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, 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 so that's, that's me. I see. How about you guys? Um, for Dawn, I think it's. She has this slight OCD um, <laughs> of... <laughs> Sounds like you married, Sean. Yeah. Okay, so when I come home from anywhere, right, I'm... Okay, I get it if you don't allow me to lie on the bed in the clothes that I, you know, was wearing when I was outside, right? I mean, I also won't do that. Um, but even sitting on a couch in my jeans, right, it's like a no-no. She's like, go and, go and change and... No, okay, okay. You just she get a, a look. very yeah, she, disapproving She doesn't say look. no, but yeah, she gives me a very disapproving like look. Like the RBF lah. Yeah, and like almost to a pop disgust. It's like, how could you wear your jeans and sit on the couch? Yeah. You can defend yourself like now. like a Sean. But I, I get it. I I get you, Don. I don't know why. I don't know why you tell lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, in my defense, this only started after the COVID. Right. I didn't used to be like that before. <laughs> what happened? Um, but because COVID of the COVID, happened. like, I just figured, okay. you know, it would be a bit more uh, to, precaution, to be la. safe. Like, you I know, understand. try to like not get your outside clothes at, at home. Because, I mean, it's easy to wash your clothes. It's easy to wash your body, but it's not easy to wash your sofa, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. So, Miss practicality. Yeah. I try, I try to withhold myself from like telling him not to do it. Your face. I love it guys Like right now no. This is like Old married couples bickering <laughs> Yeah And I'm like Caught in the crossfire So this is the real deal We don't get any more real yeah, yeah. Than this it's Yeah true. But you know Just to wrap up I would love For you to share Maybe you could Complete this sentence Dating on purpose Is Da 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 And maybe something mm. That could be helpful for Yeah Anyone listening Whether Especially if they're younger And if they're not married Like me yeah. So dating on purpose to me is 
Alright, dating on purpose to me is knowing what you want and not settling for second best. Yeah, sister. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. Um, dating on purpose to me is um, making clear your your goal for the relationship uh, and defining it. Um, as early as you can. I mean, of course, not on the first date, like, tell the person, tell your partner. So, so what are we, what are we yeah, right now? Well, yeah, are we, are we girlfriend? Hi, I would are like we, a are dog. We, are we engaged? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, uh, but, 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 like, as early as you can, you know, um, communicate your goals. Like, you know, like, for example, um, I, 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 I see us getting married, you know. I mean, of course, again, not your first date. <laughs> but, you know, but set the expectation and set the goal, right? Because you don't want to reach a point where you, you, you're you ready to get, to settle down, but the other partner's like, huh, I thought we were just having fun, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so set that early, set that, um, set up, set yourself up for success, yeah. la, basically. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, to do otherwise. <laughs> gotcha. I would like to use my helpline. Who is it Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. I, uh. <laughs> okay. Dating on purpose to me is preparing yourself for, uh, for marriage. Uh, because I think a lot of people enter into relationships um, expecting the other person to compliment you or yourself. Um, but I think it's always healthy to have a mindset of how can I love on someone else? And the only way I can do that is to be whole myself first. So um, yeah, I think it's very important to prepare yourself for that relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. helpline please. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'm putting it in the sentence, but I think dating on purpose to me is um, probably being clear about intentions. Um, and intentionally pursuing something that, um, that that in a way is is a long term thing. Like like I would say like being able to to commit to something. Yeah, because like like you don't want to like date on purpose and then just like keep having different 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 dates lah. Yeah, so I think that's that's important. So so what I'm saying is commitment. What I'm saying is uh, being intentional. Yeah, uh, with with the person you meet lah. Yeah, um, I was gonna add something in there, but I can't really make it in the sentence. But something about like um, like it also means uh getting to know yourself better. Yeah. Uh, in the whole process, not just so much to find the right one, but also making yourself right. You know, in that sense. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to say that there is the right version of you, but like there's always a better version of you, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. become. Yeah, you can form a sentence. Oh. But you don't have to. That's that's pressure, right? Become the best possible partner you can be, I guess. I guess something like that, yeah. 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 Or like, be your best partner before you be the best partner for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay, no, I, I think just getting too or late. partner like, be in where, where you are the best of the... <laughs> <laughs> be the best you! Sign up now for the Tony Robbins Be the Best You course. <laughs> At one eight hundred nine one one two five two five, no refunds. Pass <laughs> one. Yeah. Course may or may not include generic content. Okay, all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much, yeah. you so much Estelle. I really love um, what you guys shared about like healthy habits, unhealthy habits. Mm. I think definitely communication 
like you said, over-communicating, learning how to communicate is so important. Mm. I think above communication, the underlying thing is really connection, right? Because I think a lot of times when we don't communicate, we are disconnected. And or we disconnect and then therefore we don't communicate. So I think it's like choosing connection also every day. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. even though you guys didn't say that, I think that was just something I was reminded of. And yeah, like promise it, like the little things that matter. Yeah, I really love that. Oh, and you know what? I thought of something just now when you all were sharing that I forgot to mention, right? Like you're talking about thanking each other Mm -hmm. um, and encouraging each other in the little things. So yesterday I was listening to a podcast and the person actually talked about the art of specific encouragement. Mm. And he explained that criticism tends to really, really stick to people because it's very specific. You know, so for example, you did not leave the cup uh, where it was supposed to be. You did not wash the cup three times this week. You know, like criticism is very specific. But when we encourage someone, it's always like, good job. Or like, you can do it. Or like, thanks. You know, so the reason also why criticism has so much power is because it's specific. And so it's really important that we, yeah, um, also be specific with our encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, minimize our criticisms. Yeah. And all the, yeah, constructive Thanks, guys, for all the dating and marriage advice. Yeah. 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 Thank so, you so much. we look forward to yeah. If you want to hear like a more rub yeah. conversation, the first episode or the first part of this episode is with. Josh and Sean on the Luan Luan Lai podcast and yeah. we talk about all my Rabak dating experiences. So I share way too much. Go check it out. And if you want a more serious conversation, then yeah, that's kind of what you just heard. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks guys. Thank and you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening today. What is one thing that you are now thinking about from this episode? Take some time to write it down and feel free to share it with me as well. By the way, it would help me so much if you can leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks guys and see you next time on The Purpose Purposepreneur.